What's going on, everybody? This your boy Blizz, and you are now tuned into the Three Count Podcast. I'm in fashion, Roicoke. Everybody, to another great edition of the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering, and I'm your host, Clifford Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. That's right, and by now, everybody just say with me, I am your Sherpa. Or as you should be saying it, you are my Sherpa. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering, and you see him right there. That's the man, the myth, the legend. He is a photographer. He is a brand builder. He is a supporter, and I am proud to say he is one of my mentors. He is the great and all-powerful Blizz. Yo, what's going on, Cliff? Glad to be here with you. Talk some wrestling, talk some stuff, just talk some life. That's what we're here for. And oh, let's just add in there just a little bit, you know, the way I got into this. Now, more in the music as well, getting back to that because everything goes full circle. But we will get into that in this podcast. Hell yeah, dude. I'm so hyped because, like, there's a lot of things that, like, you and I met, right, uh, like two years ago, yeah. um, back in 2020. And, like, you took my first photos and stuff like that. And I just remember being, like, scared, like, mm-hmm. to take photos, right? And because I was, like, you, you know, as a, as a new wrestler, like, you have no idea what you're doing. You're just going to yeah. be like, I just hope this looks cool or I, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this thing, right? And, like, you were so cool and calm. And I know because you've been around tons of different wrestlers and stuff like that of, like, all varieties. So you were just like, man, you know what? Just be easy. Just Just do you and take care of, like whatever you want to do. And then you were just like directing too and like helping me get in these right poses. And I was, I was very grateful for it, man. Oh man. Like to me, that's the fun part. Like, like you said, I mean, everybody, when they first do it, like they have this envision in their head of like, ah, this will look cool. This will look cool. This will look cool. And then you get in front of the camera and you're like, I don't, I don't know what to do. Do I do jazz hands? You know, do I do the point? Do I do the hands on the hip? You know, uh, or or you do like Sicken, like Sicken's first pitches where he was so daring headlights, he did like one post for like 20 pitches. So, <laughs> you know, this 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 happens too, you know. But uh, that that's why I always say there's a difference between um, people who take pictures and photographers. Like people that take pictures, they'll be like, hey, what you got? You give them something, you'll add them, they're like, all right, cool, next. Photographers, most, can't I can't speak for everybody, but... Most will take the time to guide you to try to find like what's your good side, what's your good pose, with something that you can add to your persona as a wrestler, with something you could do in a ring, with something that can sell merch. It's all about the branding and um, a person, and that's something that you know I, I take a lot of pride in because I look at it and go, my name's on this too. So you know I want to make sure that whether you're just starting out, whether you're a Hall of Famer, or whether you've just been in the game for a minute just want to make sure we have an understanding of making the best product for you and to make you the best branding that you can be. So just real quick, like you have like a bunch of static going on with your microphone. I'm not quite sure what's happening, but just oh, on. I wonder, I, I, it could be, it could be because people are texting me and I'm trying, <laughs> I'm trying to tell everybody to, um, I'm in the middle of a podcast, just chill out. <laughs> uh so but th- this is this is what happens like you know you you don't get any messages all day and then when you do something everybody's like oh hey let's talk 
Yeah. Oh, I trust me. I've had that. I've had that happen a ton of time on the show, like yeah. all the time. Like it's crazy. Like to see yeah. how like you're just like, yeah, I've planned this whole thing out. Like you guys just shut it down and like, no, no one. Yeah. 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 Emergencies yeah. all the time. All exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, in in the world of wrestling, cards subject to change is how I look at things. So hopefully they'll get the message because I, I don't like to check my phone during podcasts and not it. But hopefully it's like, <laughs> hey man, I'm doing something. But. Getting back into it, right? So we'll mm-hmm. we'll talk more like into the second the second year, like you came through and we did more pictures. And I felt like you and I we like it was a full collab. Like the first time, mm-hmm. like it was like you directing me and like telling me like, hey man, these are like what you should do, try this, try mm-hmm. that. And the second time it was just like a whole different entity. Cause at this time, like now I had like I had actual tights, like I had a yeah. ring attire, like yeah. I just had like a full different look. And I remember it was like a comment you made, you're like you just seem like you're more in character now. And I was yeah. like, that's definitely where we're supposed to be at. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that's at the, what, one of the things that I noticed, I noticed that you were more comfortable in your skin of the character. So in order to show the world that you're more comfortable, you have to find ways to, um, you know, you have to find the ways to showcase that. And you can't always do that in the ring. So, you know, as you know, uh, whether it's social media, whether it's merch, whether it's whatever, you know, you have to show everybody what you're trying to express in your character. So that second time you were like, all right, here's the idea. This is what I like to do. This is this, this is that, this is that. And I'm like, all right, this sounds good, but let's take this and move it to this and let's do this and do it to this. And then it was just like you said, it was like two minds thinking one thing. Um, and for me, it, it made me kind of proud because it let me know like, oh, wow, like, yeah, he gets this wrestling thing. You know, <laughs> he's taking it serious. Because a, a lot of people, they won't really, I mean, not a lot, but there are some people that they won't take it serious. You know, they, they you'll get people um, that don't want to shoot with certain people because they're like, oh, we get the clout. This will help us get clout or it'll help us with the name and all that. And that's, that's not what it's really about, you know, because in the end of the, the end of the day, it's your brand. You're the one that's got to go on the ring, you know, so um, I could tell that you had really sat down and thought about what you wanted the Red Dog character to be. And this time you, instead of thinking inside the box, you were willing to go outside of it and show off a little bit of the uncomfortability to make a comfortable picture, if that makes sense. Yeah. And it's, it's something like I, I love like being able to talk with you and stuff like that whenever we do get the chance to talk shop because you said it best, right? Like it is a brand and you're building your brand. Mm-hmm. And it's one of those things I think about a lot, man, is like what goes into building a brand and what's the most important elements of it, right? Mm-hmm. And at points to me, I think like the biggest the biggest thing is authenticity, right? Like mm-hmm. if you don't feel comfortable, if you don't feel like the character's authentic, it's probably not. It's coming off fake and everybody can see. Let's see it. And I feel like recently, like even just even like within like the last six months, like a lot of people have come to me. They're like, man, like your character resonates with a lot of people. And I'm like, the reason why is because some of it is the character and a lot of it is just me finally being able to express like who I want to be. And I I shouldn't say six months, but like last 10 months, Mm -hmm. it's just been that way. And I've been able to like open up and even in like some of like the headshots that people see, they're just like, this is not like your ordinary type of mercenary that we see here. <laughs> yeah. Well, and that's the thing. I think in wrestling, um, the best characters are the ones that have a mixture of the character and themselves. 
So once you find that happy medium, I think that's where the success comes from. So you got to can't, you, you know, with your character, you're not afraid to be goofy. You're not afraid to be serious. You're not afraid to say what you would say if we were on a phone call or on this podcast, but just in the words of how a character would say it. Right. So I think that um, with that, you, you have to have some kind of thing that's like, oh, yeah, man, if I saw that guy down the street, man, I'd talk to him, you know. So I, I think that when you start to find that, that's if you look at all the best characters in wrestling, most of them have a little bit or a lot of them in it. You know, it's just a different name or, you know, maybe it's a brighter color that they wear or, or you know, whatever. But that, that when you find that mix, I think that's what makes the best characters. It's one of those things that I like, enjoy, I enjoy watching you do, right, is that you legitimately, like, one of my favorite things is, like, watching you critique other people's, like, whether it's their promos or, mm-hmm. like, just their character or the idea that they're running with. I just love watching you break him down and just be like, listen, like, you have something here. It's very minute, but you need to expand on whatever it is. I remember, like, you watched somebody cut a promo and you were just like, it's very generic. Try again. I was like, yes, <laughs> this is what I'm looking for. Yeah, uh, well, I mean, for me, um, I just, I, I, I don't like to beat around the bush, you know, because – I look at it and go in wrestling. If all you hear is a bunch of yeses, when it's time for you to do something major, you hear that no, it's going to crush everything. So I'm not going to sit there and try to, you know, hurt anybody's feelings or anything, but I'm going to go, hey, you know, like, yeah, this is very generic. This is very wrestler one-on-one. So if I put you in this lineup, how is it going to separate you from the next guy if you guys are saying the the same exact thing? Or you'll get things like when I was teaching in a promo class, you would get things where, you know, be like, well, what's your character? And they would be like, I'm dark. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? You know, like, you know, like, like, like the Bray Wyatt type dark. And I'm like, okay, but what does that mean? Because if we want Bray Wyatt type of dark, we'll just get it from Bray Wyatt. Right. So, you know, but it, it, it's always a thing of like, you have to find that separation. It's just like, you know, your character's a mercenary. There's another mercenary in wrestling, but I can tell the difference between you two. You know, you call yourself Red Dog. It has another, it has meaning to it. There's another Red Dog in meeting, uh, in wrestling, and his name has meaning to it. So it's like, what do you do to separate yourself from the pack and also gain interest to get you to where you want to be? And um, yeah, I, I think a lot of that, you, you got to get that, with promos, you got to get that with graphics. You got to get that with social media presentation. You got to get that with, you know, eight by tens, everything, everything. You have to think about that because if you go at the flow and then all that's thrown in your face, you're going to be a deer in headlights. And you're not going to know what to do. Yeah. And I think the other part too, is that what's funny is like me, myself, like the shoot person cliff, right? Mm-hmm. Like always afraid to put up pictures, always afraid mm-hmm. to like tweet out something always mm-hmm. afraid to like put up that that facebook post whatever it is right just something but mm-hmm. when i decide like i'm like you know i'm gonna post this as red dog and just see what happens mm-hmm. like it's so weird to have that that feeling of melt like that melting fear feeling go away i'm yeah. like if people get mad at me i'm like bro it wasn't me mm-hmm. yeah. it was red dog it was red dog that's yeah. how like i feel like i decipher myself from everything like 
uh, I just legitimately put my heart on my sleeve with that character. And I'm just like, whatever, let's yeah. just see what happens. Fuck it. And then yeah. you see a lot of people like respond to it. And yeah. it's, it's definitely unique, especially you, you brought it up about like, how do you decipher like your promos from others? Right. And mm -hmm. I think about that a lot because I've seen people who cut these and I used to do it too. No disrespect to people who do it and can just mm -hmm. get it over. Right. I wasn't one of those people, but it was like, these guys are all like, you know, I'm, I'm a mercenary and on this day at this time, you and mm -hmm. I will be going one-on-one. -on -one. And I was yeah. like, I was like, everybody who is military does that, right? Yeah. Or everybody who wants to be like that, that killer type mm -hmm. does that. That's why I like people like, uh, like Keith, right? The bounty hunter himself, mm -hmm. because he just, he has this unique look and this unique talk and this style. And I'm just like, yo, his promos, I'm like, yeah. I was like, because he has like that Clint Eastwood kind of like old Western sound. I'm like, yeah. I love I love the bounty. And yeah. then I was thinking to myself, I was like, well, how do I decipher myself from that? Because if someone was like, I can go with that hunter or this hunter, I'm mm -hmm. going to go with that one because he just has this cleaner look to him. So I was like, let me let me change this up and do more of a comedy thanks to someone like Deadpool. <laughs> yeah, well, and that, that's the thing. I, I feel like your character reminds me a lot of Deadpool. Uh, just... <laughs> Even the mannerisms, the things that it said, and in in the long run too, like you you know, as long as you have a, a concept of right from wrong, uh, just in in life, period. Like if it's like, hmm, would I say this in front of my parents, or if I was in a group, would I, you know, do this action? You know, if you know that the answer is no, then even in character, you shouldn't say it. If you know, it's like, well. I don't know if I should do this. And, and like, even with promos, um, I, I always, uh, there, there's two things that I look for in promos when they start out. Uh, and the first one is uh, somebody grabs a microphone and they go, you know, and, and you start off like that. I'm like, here we go. Or if uh, in the middle of a promo or at the beginning of a the promo, they're like, ha, 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 and give that really nervous laugh. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Like, we're going to have to fix that. You know, so um, I, I think it's an art. I think it's an art of how to do promos. I'm not saying there's a right and wrong. I'm just saying there's a there's a ear catching and there's a, oh, we've seen this before. It's just like in music, right? Like back, and it's going to make me sound old, but like back in my day, you know, <laughs> it was always like the record companies, they listen to like the first bar. They listen to the beginning of a song. And if it don't catch them by the beginning, they'll just turn it off. So... I take that when I teach promos and go, all right, what's that first line? It doesn't have to be like, you know, you don't start the promo off with if you smell what the rock is cooking. But it's like, what was the delivery and how was what you said going to catch the audience? Because that's, it's like, that's, that's the most important. You know, yes, you should have a line at the end, but, you know, I mean, unless you are as gifted and talented as, the Steve Austins, the MJFs, the Rocks, and you have a line that you can say at the end, you have to be able to pull a person or persons in in order to make the promo captive for either your character against your opponent or the match you're trying to set up. Yeah, I, it's it's one thing because like I've like as I, I keep thinking of like ideas of like how I want to cut promos and do them right, and if and everybody who watches like any of my promos, they they're all kind of structured the same, but they're mm -hmm. not filmed the same way. So I try to make them like as, as quick catching as I can. Cause like, I think one time I cut a promo 
pretending it was like full house like disney like that i'd have put a laugh track in there mm-hmm. it's like one of my favorite promos i cut yeah. and then i remember another one i did i was writing a letter to prince machiavelli mm-hmm. and uh you know in the promo it was funny because like the idea was that i was i got him tights mm-hmm. for a match that we were running right but in the promo i got the idea from our opponents right because our opponents called us a hot cup of coffee and they're acting like macho man so I, I took the promo and i was like i didn't know what color tights to get you uh until they called us a hot cup of coffee and then i put black and a little bit of white in it because cream always rises to the top and then i just and i was like is that racist i think that's racist <laughs> oh my how does one person get canceled oh my goodness. but oh the best part goodness. the best part was like how does one person get canceled is there a button to get canceled? Do you push the button one time or do many people push the button one time? And like, it's in the promo. And I was like, oh, yo, I was goodness. like, this has to stay because it's too funny. And like, oh my goodness. yo, I put it out and you would not believe how many people came back to me and they're like, dude, this is like such a great, like, that was like their favorite moment was talking mm-hmm. about this button. That's- mm-hmm. Well, and I, I, I look at what you said and I just listening to that. <laughs> Um, and what you said in a promo and the first thing that comes to my head is the amount of people that are probably thinking the same thing. You know, they, they, there are probably a lot of people that, you know, if they were saying that they were like, man, I don't know if this would work. I don't know this, will it get this, you know? Um, so that becomes the relatability part of it because now you've come into something that's in character and it is humorous, but when they turn it off, they're thinking to this self like, well, shit, like, is it, you know, and now you got people's mind wondering, and in all honesty, you're doing something, you know, it's not like you, you, you're trying to, you know, do anything that's racist or anything like that. It's, it's like, no, this is a legit question, you know? So there's a difference, you know, um, creative, you know, that was, uh, I wasn't expecting that. You know, and, and, and when I say that, that doesn't that doesn't mean like, God damn it, dog, the promos suck. No, it's just like, no, no. In my brain, as you said it, I was like, huh, like, did he get away with it? But I was like, you know, I'm not going to ask, you know, so. Yeah, know. I just kept getting message after message. And people were like, I got messages from a lot of different people who were like, how how do you get canceled? I'm just like, yo, I don't, I don't know. I just put it out there. I mm-hmm. uh, I, I love doing those kind of promos where it's like. Uh, you know, cause like the one thing I love about Red Dog is that no one knows his real origin story. Mm-hmm. So like, I'll always change the story because it's, you know, it's, and it's a playoff of Heath Ledger, right? When he was Joker from mm-hmm. the Dark Knight. And I think about those things where it's like, if no one knows what the real story is, when I tell the real story, they're not going to believe that that's the real story. They're just going to be like, oh, yeah. that's another one. And I just like, I enjoy that mysterious factor about what I can do with a character like that. Yeah. Well, and the thing, I, the thing about that is too, if you change up everything, when you retire, you can be like, oh, so the real story is, and then just have the screen go black. <laughs> yep. You know, so, you yep. know, it, it's just, it's just, it's small things like that. And then it's like, yo, you, you know, you never told us what your story is. And you're like, it's in the video, you know, and you don't know that the screen went black. You're like, no, like it's in the video, yep. you know, <laughs> so it, just it's a, just soprano the ending. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. And then like 30 years later, be like the meaning behind that was, you know, so. Yeah. 
<laughs> oh man, I, I still I still get very perturbed about that ending, but you know, <laughs> it, 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 neither here nor there. You know, you can make as many prequels and sequels and whatever you want. I'm still like, nah, bro. I remember sitting on the couch with that ending, like, you <laughs> yeah. know. So, I, I remember. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I remember my dad being so upset because he's like invested. We're talking like mm-hmm. from the first episode, just invested, and when it ended, he was like. Never watching another show again. <laughs> like, because, give no, up. It's because stuff like that is heartbreaking, man. Like you know, it's just like it's just like um, like shows like they, they they just redeem themselves with like Dexter, right? Like when Dexter first ended, you know, I was like, this is one of the greatest shows ever, and then I got that ended, and I was like, I'll never watch the show ever again. Like I hate this show. <laughs> Oh, because I ended. And then years later, it's like, hey, we have to, like, make a season to redeem ourselves, you know, because there are people like your dad that'll be like, you know what? I'll never watch TV again, period. <laughs> you know, like, I'm only going to watch sports, <laughs> you know, because, like, you, you just don't, you don't play with the human emotion like that, you nah. know. So that's why, you know, and I know we're super off topic, but that's why, like, Shows like Spartacus and Banshee, like I think Banshee's like the greatest show ever made in life, you know, because it's like you satisfied me with the ending and I never saw a bad episode. Right. You know, so, you know, and, and that's how I look at wrestling, you know, like if you're going to do this, like, I mean, we're, nobody's going to be perfect except for Kurt Henning. So, you know, it's <laughs> but it's like at least make it a satisfying story, you right. know, so. You gotta build like a. You gotta build your your brand, and then you gotta be true to your brand. But then mm-hmm. also know like you're gonna have missteps, but just keep plugging away because people are invested in your brand, which is kind of cool that we just took it from like TV. I'm gonna wrap it around to another question I was gonna ask. So, what is like the most important part in building a brand? Because when you look at Blizz, uh, Blizz photography, right? Like you have shot a who's who's list of everybody up and down, right? Mm-hmm. And you've built this incredible brand. Um, so I'm just curious, like what what makes how 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 would how would you what was your big advice to give to people about building a brand? The biggest advice that I would give to people is you have to believe in yourself because if you don't thoroughly believe in yourself, then how is anybody else going to believe in you? So and and trust me that it takes it it's not just some well not for most people I can't speak for everybody but for a lot of people. Um, it's hard to thoroughly believe in yourself, you know, whether you get a bunch of no's, whether you just feel like somebody else is better than you, or you don't, you're not getting the responses that you thought you would have gotten everything you start. We all we're human. We go through doubts, but if you don't believe in yourself, there's no way anybody else can believe in you. Like, when I look at everything that I did in photography, um, that I do in photography, you know, I am man enough to say, like, look, I'm not the best photographer out there. I, I'm, I, you know, if, if people want to say I am, that's fine. I thank you. You know, um, I think that there are photographers better than me. And even when I see them, I give their respects. Like, I think, um, and I look, this is, this is showing the selflessness. Um, I think Speedy, is, is like hands down the best at, at speedy at AEW. I think Jay Lee times Jay, Jay Lee photography is probably right up there. One of the best. And every time I see those people, I'm like, yo, you guys are the best in the game. You know, like you guys do photography proud. Um, but I am very high, you know, where I'm like, 
ah, you know, my editing is top notch, you know, because it's at a level of it won't make you look like a claymation. Um, it won't make you look like an Instagram filter, but it'll make you look presentable realistically and to another level. But that still doesn't mean that I don't think like, oh, well, you know, these guys are better than me. So I'm nothing. No, I'm, you know, I've been doing this 14 years, you know, like I know where I stand in it and the facts prove it. So that's the other biggest thing. Like once you start to get things where I always tell everybody when facts can back you up, you can say what you want. So if Red Dog has a career and you're a former IWGP heavyweight champion, a Royal Rumble winner, and a two-time AEW TNT champion, then if you go to somebody and they go, what have you done? You're not that good. You can go, if I'm not that good, then why did I just win the IWGP championship? Nobody can fault you because it's just facts. So once you have the facts to back it up, that's when the confidence comes. But the number one rule is you have to believe in what you're selling. And you have to also know that everybody's road is different. You know, my road is not the same as Speedy's road. Jay Lee Photography is not, their role, their road is not the same as Modern Myths. You know, like, we're all different. So you have to have that understanding and you have to also accept we are humans as well. So there are going to be days where, you know, you'll, you'll be talking to the, the sick or something. You'll be like, man, I can't believe this dude got signed. Like, I, I've been doing it longer than him. How did he get signed? Vent that out to your friends. Don't vent it out on social media. No vent way. it out in onto your close circle. Let that out, but then realize their roads are different. And in the end, show love, man. Like, show love. And uh, I, I'm sorry for talking, but I, I want to I wanna just give another example. Like, uh, um, and we'll get into this. But, like, with my music, uh, I did Mia Yim's theme recently. And um, she, you know, uh, she debuted with, with Impact and she had put out a tweet about her inner circle and how we helped and all that. And there was a tweet that was, you know, basically uh, somebody saying like, well, you know, they preferred another rapper over me. And that's fine. You know, you know like it's not going to hurt my feelings. That's fine. But the other rapper that he mentioned actually tweeted back and was like, hey, thanks for the love. But we're all in the same field you know, much respect to, to Blizz for what he does. And I want to see everybody win. That's what I'm talking about, about the togetherness of wrestling, because he didn't have to do that. He could have been like, yeah, see, I'm the best. Not saying that's the attitude that he has, because it's not. But for somebody to come out and say, no, man, give this guy respect, because I respect him. We're all in the same field. That's the type of stuff that I'm on. And that's the type of stuff that I think that, you know, should be more in wrestling. But you don't see it all the time. So when you do see it, accept it, respect it, and love it while you can. Yeah, that's why I feel like for this show, like, not a lot of people are going to be like, what? Like, everybody I bring on the show, like, I've had a genuine connection with, mm-hmm. and it, it matters, right? And, like, it's crazy to think that there's going to be people out there who, like, and I, I try, and I tell everybody, like, I will be your biggest supporter, right? I'll be a big cheerleader for you. But the funny thing is, is and you said it right there at the end, right, that not everybody is going to be your biggest cheerleader. And I'm like, that's kind of a bitter pill to swallow. Like, you know that you're going to be out there. You're supporting as many people as you can, but they're not doing the same for you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ended up realizing that it's going to sound funny, 
when I picked up a bunch of my friends' T-shirts and I just didn't see the love get back to me. And I was like, bet. I'm going to remember all of this stuff whenever we go forward because as much as you guys think I'm marking for you guys, I'm actually just supporting you guys. But mm-hmm. the fact that I'm not going to get that love back, that's cool. I was yeah. like, fuck me for trying to be your friend like that. But it is what it is. But, you know, you find a lot of people who are jaded. And I'm like, you know, whatever. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. continue to support the people I support. And I'm going to keep pushing forward. And anybody who's been back in my corner from, like, the day that I started to currently where I'm at to where I will be in, like, 10 years, you know, I'm not going to forget whoever was there and who wasn't there. I'm just going to be like, hey, yo, man, like, no, I'll go support that person. Go get that person right there. Yeah. Like, I remember I had a video go viral on TikTok, right? And we're talking like 140,000 people like we're looking at this video and somebody in the comment wrote, this video is getting more views than the video that it came from because I was just duetting a person's video. And right underneath that person's comment, I wrote, then go support that person. Yeah. I was like, yo, go show them love then. Yeah. Like, don't, don't come here and bitch to me about like how, oh, I can't believe you have more views. It's like, go get that person because I did. I was like, yeah. I liked it. And I commented on that dude's post. I was like, I just thought that was necessary. I was like, I'm going to show well, this dude love too. And it also, it's also when you break it down, without that guy's post, your post would have never happened. Exactly. You know, <laughs> and, and trust me, like you said, it is a very, it's a very hard pill to swallow, man. Like, you know, I, I, I didn't seen a lot of my friends, you know, that, like you said, whether it was starting in photography, whether it was helping them build their brand, helping them with promos, giving them wrestling moves, whatever, you know, like helping them from the ground up and seeing them make it or seeing you go over a promo with them and then they take it to TV and it's on TV and it's a success, you know, and you don't get the love back, you know, um, it cuts deep and, and it's a, it's kind of a mind trick too, because like I said, we're all human and there'll be times where, and this doesn't just happen to me, it's happened to a lot of people where you'll be sitting there and you'll be like, well, why am I still here? You know, like, what? you know, how is it that everybody's somewhere else and I'm still here? You know, and, and you just start questioning things. But um, it's all about, it's all about how you handle it. You know, and, and I look at things and 14 years is a long time, you know, and uh, we were at Sicken's house yesterday, uh, Sunday, and uh, it was it was a couple people over there, uh, like Andino and a couple people. And you know, Sicken's like, yeah, let me show you this. Always been on black video, so like he's showing them the video. And when you look at it, and it's like, God damn, this was 14 years ago, you know. And I'm just sitting there, and he's like, this song is still great, da 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 da. And I had two moments go in my head of. God damn, 14 years and nothing yet. And then the other one is like, oh my gosh, look at how much they're enjoying this. And it still holds up. So it becomes that fight of which means the most to you, you yeah. know? So that's what that is. No, so we're going we're gonna to hard switch to another topic. You brought it up and I kind of, I'm very curious about it. So like you mm-hmm. said, right, you're back in the music game. You had me a Yim debut with on impact with your song i'm just curious man like how what what brought you back into it and then like where do you see yourself going for it um what brought me back into it seriously was my one of my closest friends and i do a lot of my music with him um sir tizzy and uh his cousin ronald um they are known as catch the fade um sir tizzy brought me back like full time during the pandemic 
um, he called me and he's like, hey, man, AEW hit us up. You know, hit me up. I want you on his track. Like, we, they want a song from us. And we did uh, Lee Johnson's theme. And just from there, you know, it was just like, man, I haven't done this in a while. And it's, it's funny how people say wrestling goes full circle. I got into wrestling by music, going up to Ruckus's table, going, I want to do your music. And I'm going, yeah, okay. And then doing it, and then, bam, he brings me in and everything else, folks. But um, once we got that AEW thing, then we did uh, the AEW uh, album that came out in February, and I was blessed enough to be on three songs, uh, Nala Rose song, Anthony Agogo, Kira Hogan's. Um, and then it just was like, you know, my friend Sir Tizzy, I'm just going to call him Tizzy. He was just like, nah, man, you need to come back, period. You know, he's like, just come back. And this, the fun of writing music he did. It was just fun again, you know. Um, and, and we just started doing it. And, um, you know, I, I remember just talking to Mia. Mia is one of my closest friends. And I was like, look. Uh, Ronald had this idea a long time ago when you are in WWE. Like, we wanted to do your song. You always wanted to do it. I was like, I think it'd be the perfect time. And then him, then myself, him, Tizzy, and Tizzy's sister, who's a producer, we put the song together. And, uh, you know, now it's just like, you know, so many people. We just did a song for a wrestler named Tim Spriggs. Um, and just, just, it's just fun. It's That's what it comes down to. So, you know, just putting together this album and it has a special host on it. And it's just like this, that creative thing, like for people like me in wrestling that don't actually wrestle, it was always taught to do as many things as possible. So that's why when we met, you know, Nick's like, Oh, he's a photographer and he's a booker and he's a producer and he's an agent and he does this and he probably cooks eggs in the back. You know, like, that's why, you know, like, I, I want to put as much stuff on my resume and all of that so there's no denying it. Because in the end, the most important thing to a lot of people is the wrestling that happens in the ring. And they forget about everything that makes that the wrestling happen in the ring. You know, without the photographer, the photographer can't give a picture to your graphic artist. Without your graphic artist, you can't have a graphic. You know, without the lighting crew, there's no lights. If nobody puts a ring up, there's no ring. If there's nobody on commentary, if there's nobody sweeps up a building, everybody comes together to make the wrestling happen. Yeah. And um, for me, putting all that, and especially the teaching and all of that, I feel like that was important to me to make, once again, what makes you stand out from everybody else? You know, so that that's that's with the music. Once again, it's, it's just the fun. It's fun. It's fun. Um, and it, people say you're talented, and, you know, and I, and I think I'm pretty goddamn good with my wordplay. So, you know, I'm going to showcase it. Why not? It's, it's 2022. Just showcase it. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like there's like a lot of people out there who are always like scared to take that first step. And the one thing that I kind of learned myself, right, was um, and, and you hit it right on the head learn as much as possible right mm-hmm. like recently um i don't know if you saw the graphic or not for uh it was for one cw as well as uh a fight club uh mm-hmm. pro wrestling right it was andino's uh andino and billy dixon for the chocolate city uh championship oh and- yes I, I i was there for ccw 
because that's where <laughs> I work. So got to see that live. And I made the graphic card for it. Oh, look <laughs> at you. Smart man. Nice. It was cool. It was cool when, because uh, uh, like what happened, and I'll, I, I could put the story out there, right? Uh, I actually had Nick Anarchy uh, make uh, Andino and I's graphic card, which was fire. And I had put together a, a graphic card too for Andino and I, and mine wasn't as good as uh, Anarchy's, right? So mm-hmm. I sent it over. I sent my graphic card to Andino because he was like, hey, I need you to make me a graphic card for this one. And I was like, well, I was like, I'll show you the one I did for us, and then you know we can kind of go from there. And he's like, bet, let's let's do it. Mm-hmm. So then all of a sudden, like I started playing with the ideas and stuff, and then he started giving me ideas, and this is where like we started collaborating back and forth about what we, we were going to do. And finally, like the final product you saw was like just two minds just getting together, and we just made this like awesome graphic card, and I just sent it over to him. Next thing you know, it's on, you know, it's on it's on one CW and mm-hmm. it's part of a Dino and a Dino has his following. That's like going crazy right now. And then yeah. I saw uh fight club pro uh, fight. Cl- yeah. Fight club pro wrestling, like put it up. And I was like, dude, like this thing is actually getting some traction to it. I was like, all right. I was like, cool. Maybe like I'm on to something with this. And that's very important. You know, it's, so- it's, it's very important. You know, I think you taking that risk is a good thing. And it's even just like, with Andino, like Billy Dixon is huge too. You know, that was the first time I got to meet Billy Dixon. And so many people are like, where you guys meet? You guys didn't meet, you know, like we thought you guys would have been to each other and, um, you know, getting to really talk to him and all that. He's a brilliant mind, you know, and anything that gets your toes wet, you know, is always a good thing. And, you know, if, if this is something that you have talent in, you know, there's so many doors to open for wrestling. It's just getting led to the door. And I think the most important thing in wrestling that a lot of people don't do or they don't do correctly, which is weird, is uh, communication. You know, all it takes is communication. And a lot of people, they're, I don't know, they just have a problem communicating right. But like you said, you know, you and Andino did this beautiful thing called communication uh, then this other thing called listening and you put something together, like two things, two things you learn as a kid, you know, but sometimes in wrestling, people act like, you know, people act like it's like gold. What do you mean? There's a gold mine. There's no gold mine around here. What do you mean? Communication. That's stupid. <laughs> right. Know? And I was, I was super excited. Like once that, once that came out and I was like, damn dude, like this is a part of something that's kind of big and big and huge. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, Obviously, this is a chocolate city. It's the second champion like ever to hold this title. And I was mm-hmm. like, yo, I'm just glad that I get to be a part of like this cool history. And I just, you know, put it out there. And then I saw, you know, obviously Johnny Cross and them like all put out there. They're like, yeah, credits to credits to Red Dog. And I was like, oh, my heart. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I'm going to keep trying to do this and try to learn because I was like, I'm very basic and I know mm-hmm. that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yo, I'm just keep playing the experiments he keep making. I made another graphic card for, uh, honorary wrestling federation hwf out of Lewistown, mm-hmm. pennsylvania and i like put that graphic card out there now too so people can see like the new one the new match is coming up it is me i'll be honest i'm selfish about it but i don't care but i wanted to put it out there so i did and yeah. i got the approval from the promoter so i was like that i'm gonna do it <laughs> yeah like look if, the, if that door is open why not walk through it that's how i look at it you know like um that that's how it happened with ccw where it's like i knew the owner of ccw for years we hadn't talked in a very long time 
uh, and a friend of ours kind of put us back in communication, and he opened that, he opened that door. He's like, you want to do backstage uh, coordinator? I'm like, yeah, that's right up my alley, you know, like right up my alley. And that all happened because a door was open and we did communication. It's like, to me, it's like Pee Wee Herman. It's like Pee Wee's Playhouse. Like, what's the word of the day? Communication. Ah. You know, so, yeah, you know, so like, that's all it takes people is communication, you know, so. That was so cool too, like going into going into one CW and then seeing you there and then yeah. like reconnecting because I was like, "Hey, shit, it's Bliss, what's up?" Yeah, yeah, because because I was looking, I was like, "Huh, that looks like Cliff." And then I heard you laugh. Funny enough, I heard you laugh. I said, "Oh, that is Cliff," you <laughs> yeah. know. And yeah. it's like when when I'm at those shows, like I'm not going to say I'm laser focused, but I'm just worried. I'm not worried, but I'm more so like, "All right, we got to get CCW rolling." It's no offense to one CW, but I'm in, you know I'm I'm employed by CCW. So I'm like, I'm looking at the card. I'm like, all right, this is enough time. And I think that the show that I saw you in, yes, it was. It was um, a gauntlet match that we were doing. And like for some of the, like one of the girls, it was her first ever gauntlet match. It was the first time this and I, and I was like, all right, let me make sure I get this time right. You know, so it's just a lot of things. But when I saw you there, I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, like, yes, like, I hope he gets some kind of opportunity. You know, I can see him work live, and then I can critique him in his face, you know. So, <laughs> um, but uh, one CW, um, you know, I, I think that's a good opportunity. When we went there um, last week, uh, I had a student of mine. He just wanted to ride up. He, he was like, oh, I won't ride up. I help you with CCW and all that. He got on the show. You know, he got on there, and uh they, they open, you know, they open that door for him and a couple of the guys that um, I used to work with and seeing them grow. So once again, it, it's um keyword communication. Yeah, it sucked because I was supposed to be so like, it's funny because like there was a lot of things. We'll talk more about it behind the scenes, but there was a lot mm-hmm. of things that fell and I was like, it is mm-hmm. what it is. <laughs> so Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you had a couple things happen because, you know, and, and sick it was like, yeah, he's like, Cliff won't be at the house Sunday. And then he told me, I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah. Tell him to stay his ass home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know? So, yep, got got touched by the blessings of C22 because we ain't mm. calling it C19. <laughs> mm, yeah, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's hitting everybody. We were supposed to go to the studio, matter of fact, yesterday to record some new music. And one of the people was like, yo, I got it. And I was like, damn. You know, I was like, blessings, bro. Yeah. I don't want, I don't want to go through that again so thank you for telling me. But I'm going I'm I, I just want to kind of move in this. Mm-hmm. Uh what's one of the hardest lessons you've had to learn since being in the business? Um patience with time is one of the hardest hardest lessons just because you're always <laughs> you hear this so much in life, you know. Don't worry. Your time is coming, you know, or it's just not your time yet. Or, you know, you you hear a lot of these uh, cliche things. And it's not until you really get older um, where you realize, like, you do have to have patience. Um, And it's sometimes it is very hard, Um, especially if you're in, like, a really bad predicament, you know, um, I mean, gas is like $2,599 a gallon, you know, <laughs> food is like 2500 a pop, you know, uh, bills are going to still be high, you know, there's a lot of 
things or you know a, a lot of us uh some of us you know we we deal with stuff that could lead to depression um or and different types of form of the uh depression and um you got to believe you know you got to believe and um not to give up and i think one i think another lesson too is like you got to be able to accept that you can't put faith in everybody because um sometimes it can be someone you grew up with it can be someone you brought into the business it could be um i don't know uh uh, ex-boyfriend or girlfriend whether you know um and they can let you down you know and then the flip side of that is somebody you least expect can be the one to help you out the most um so it's just you know keep a i always tell people keep a very tight inner circle and be prepared be prepared for yeses and nos. You got to know how to take them both because you ain't going to get one answer all the time. Yeah, that was definitely, it was definitely cool. Like I've had like experiences now, like where I've gone out and reached out to bookers and stuff like that and had people tell me, yeah, we'll take a look at you or no, we're not ready yet. Or no, you know, uh-huh. our, our card is full. You know, it is cool. I'm always, or, you know, you get left on red. It, it mm-hmm. happens too. <laughs> it's like time. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Keep it moving. <laughs> yeah, man. It, it 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 happens all the time. Like you know, I've been at shows. I, I won't say the show names, but like I've been at shows, and you know, there'll be people that you know you think you're really close with, and you know, the opportunity is right there, and I'm just like, oh yeah, this is my boy. And then you know, you'll run into somebody that you might not have seen in a long time, and they'll go and be like, hey. Have you met Blizz yet? Let me tell you, man, like back in the day, he used to book me. He gave me this and this and this and this. And oh my goodness, have you listened to this? Are you seen this? Like, I just don't understand why he's here. And the whole time you're like, I can't believe this person doing this, right. you know, and you would expect it from somebody else. Um, but you also have to know in those times, don't never. One of the things I tell people is don't expect anybody to do anything for you. Cause in the end you got to do it yourself. You know, if people want to vouch and help out, that's awesome. But in the end, you got to be ready to do everything yourself, period. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so listen, like those are like all like really kind of like the heavy hitting topics that I like wanted to get into, right? Mm-hmm. But we do got to get into the second best segment of the Three Count Podcast. Oh, and, gosh. you know, I shouldn't say the second best, but this is the best, best part, my favorite <laughs> part. But... You know, if you ask Chaz, it's the second best because his favorite is the Red Dogs Power Rankings that you can find every Sunday on our debate show. But this is the three-count podcast, 10-count questions. And Mr. Blizz, this is how it's going to work. I'm going right. to fire off 10 questions at you rapid fast. And uh, whatever is your answer, that's your answer. Does it have to be like one-word answers? No. It okay, doesn't have to be one-word answers. Okay, I won't, go into, I won't go into super details. I was like, but you'll probably be like, you know what? Word and word. Oh, okay. that, that. So we're going to put on the imagine timer for added pressure. <laughs> Bing. And here we go. Smackdown or Raw? Smackdown. Favorite movie? Last Dragon. Yes. <laughs> Let's mm-hmm. go. Uh, PlayStation or Xbox? <laughs> PlayStation. It, hold up. Time out. Time out. <laughs> Who would even ask this question? PlayStation. The other one doesn't exist. Yeah, okay. All right, next. 
if you follow me on Twitter, uh, one of my friends was like, uh, was like, I was like, listen, I have an Xbox and I have a PlayStation. I enjoy them both. And he was just like, well, good for you and your trash box. I was like, first of all, its name is Pandora. Okay. <laughs> and he's just like, well, you have fun with your Xbox. It's like, don't talk about my girlfriend's vagina. Oh my gosh. <laughs> if you would have said that to me and you would have looked and it was like, Bliss has blocked you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you just got straight box. Oh, yo, you you got the black and green box? Nah, you know, it, it, it's like how people treat. Uh, it's like how people treat um, Android users, or vice versa. You know, you know, like oh, you're you're an iPhone user, or you're an Android? No, nothing to do with you. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. But hey, we gotta go. Yeah. Favorite cartoon? <laughs> uh, Hong Kong Fui. Let's go. Mm-hmm. Yes. All day. <laughs> Your favorite question right now, Apple or Android? <laughs> <laughs> Apple. Who is a green bubble? Are you a green bubble? Yeah, it's right there. <laughs> I am, and I, yo, I am team Android for oh, life. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Please help this man's soul. Help his soul. I, I, I really have... like Cliff. Please help <laughs> his soul. I have a PlayStation and an Xbox and a Switch and an Android. And I also have Apple products in my house. Yeah, <laughs> my house. I'm well versed. Yeah. Well, look, look. I have a Switch too. The Switch held me over for a long time until I was able to finally get a PS5. You know, I so my Switch is getting nothing for luck. I'm playing Happy's Humble Burger Farm right now. Switch, I love you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. What's your favorite lens? Uh, any any prime lens, really. All right. So then, Sonic or Mario? That's a good one. Um, oh man, oh gosh, I feel like I feel like my my switch isn't gonna work if I say what I want to say. Uh, I want I'm gonna say Sonic. Yo, switch, switch. Yo, don't mess up my farm on Animal Crossing. But I'm gonna say Sonic. A B A C A B B. The first Sonic the Hedgehog code. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh yo, up up down down left right. No, up left. up down down left left right right. A B A C start. And that's uh, Sonic 2. He gets you in your back menu. There you go. There you go. <laughs> Yo, favorite <laughs> podcast? Um, besides the, the three-count podcast, it would be uh, Busted Opens podcast. Okay. And, and, and Movie Schmovie from By My Friend Ronald. But go ahead. Okay, bet. Uh, nominate one person that you want to see on this podcast. Uh, I, would, I would like to know. See, he might have already been on it. Has Andino already been on it? Yeah, and Dina's been on it. Okay. I would like to see Willow Nightingale. Has she been on it? Yeah, actually, I had, uh, we'll talk about that too. I've had her on. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. I would like to see Kayla Sparks. Let's go. Yes, I'm 100% with this one. There you go. The happiest person I've ever met in the locker room in my entire life. You know, I'm going to tell you this, right? And I'll tell her this the day that the day I have her on the podcast, right? Because mm-hmm. that, that's coming. I don't know when, but I definitely make Put it, it in the universe. Put it in the universe. I've talked to her. Like I've mm-hmm. talked to her at actually when we met at, at CCW. Yeah, I, I talked to her and I was mm-hmm. like, "Yo, you know, I want to bring on a podcast." She's like, "Yeah." To be real, the craziest thing about Kayla Sparks, right, is that I've always been told, like I have always been told, like you have this kind of personality that people just gravitate to. Mm-hmm. It was the first time that I felt that way about somebody, and I was like, "Oh, this wants to be what everybody's talking about," because like she's so nice and so kind, and then I just found myself like. I don't know about you, but you know, I just I've never met you before, but you have like this positive energy that yeah, just yeah. radiates off you. Anytime she's around, 
like I can be having a bad day and then I'll see her and she'll just she can say dolphin, whatever. You can say whatever. And she just smiles. And it's just like, all right, my you know what? If she's this happy, life must be good. Right. Um, so and it's genuine too. Like uh I, I hope she gets all of the world that she wants. Exactly. Yeah, I agree. And last but not least, my favorite question to ask every single person who comes on this show. Favorite curse word. Oh man, and there's a ton of them. Uh you know what? I, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the shit cuss word. Cause uh yeah, you you you'll hear me you'll hear me say that a lot more because what a lot of people don't know about me, and if you have you ever had Robbie Marino or Robin Rob Sicardi or what what is his name? Robbie Illuminati now? Yes. <laughs> you have you had him on this show? Yes. <laughs> okay, he'll tell you this story. When when him and I first met, like blackout and all that, um I used to didn't cuss. I didn't. I didn't say like "fuck." I never said it. Never. And it wasn't until um, I started working with a company that drove me insane that I started saying it again. And I remember he he thought like something was wrong with me. He's like, "I'm never. What's going on?" You know, like he was genuinely like, "Yo, like, do we need to go to the hospital or something?" You know. <laughs> um, so uh, I would I would say shit because it always stayed in my uh, repertoire. Yeah. Done. And, and you know what? It can mean a whole a whole bunch of stuff. Like yeah, regardless. and and you can say it on national TV now, right? It's crazy. Yeah. AEW is just like yeah, we allow one mm-hmm. for <laughs> it just yeah. in the second hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. So and it's crazy because I I forgot I was watching something on TV and it was like a more of a happy luck luck go lucky show and just had the blue. They were like, yeah, that's bullshit. And I was like, well, I guess this I guess this is good. You know, <laughs> this so, thing. Yeah. So there, yeah, that's my answer. Yeah, so bet those are all my questions that I have for you. But the last thing I need is for you to let our listeners and our viewers know where they can find you. You can find me on Instagram or on Twitter under It's Blizz, I-T-S-B-L-I-Z. That's where you'll find me. I'll be opening up uh, my YouTube stuff very soon, along with all my uh, digital platforms for streaming music. I'm going to make that announcement very soon. I know a lot of people think that it's just like a next day thing, but it's actually a process. So when that happens, I'll report that out, and then you can listen to all your favorite music by me and my crew. Bet. There you have it. So he mm-hmm. gave you the handles. He told you what, you what you can do. You can check out his music here soon. But like every great part of a wrestling match, we got to take it home. Because this is the Three Count Podcast presents Now Entering the Ring. And like I said, I'm your host, Clifford, Red Dog Miller, the man that leads you up this mountain called wrestling. But like every good Sherpa, you got to have someone who's been there, done that, and can do it more efficiently than you can. That's why it's never about me. It's about who's entering the ring. And you see him right there, the man, the myth, the legend, the one known as Blizz. So you guys know what to do. Tune in to the next episode and be there or... You just wait for this episode to end. You wait for that outro. And then you choose another episode to listen to. Peace. What's going on, Three Count Nation? I'm Clifford Red Dog Miller with the catchphrase. But what I really want to do right now, go to Twitter.com, right? Go over there. Find us at the Three Count underscore pod. Give us a follow, give us a like, give us a comment. We want to talk to you guys. Go to IG at the Three Count Pod. Give us a like, give us a follow. Leave us a comment. We want to interact with you. Go to YouTube.com. Give us a subscribe. Turn the bell on. Turn on notifications. Leave a comment. 
we want to talk to you. Go to anger.fm forward slash the three count podcast and in there you can leave us a message and we will talk to you. Basically what I'm trying to tell you is that we want to talk to you. We want to have fun with you guys and we love listening to what you guys have to say. Also one thing I need you to do for me, the three count podcast also has merchandise. ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the three count pod. Please go buy our t-shirts. We love you guys and we hope you love us too. So show us some support, please.